0: Are you sick and tired of mortgage rates being high? Well, same. With the craziness we've experienced over the last year of rates rising so damn quickly, it's pushed housing affordability down for many Canadians. So what does 2024 look like? Will we start seeing rates come down? If so, by how much? Well, in today's episode, we'll be diving in on what our 2024 housing market predictions are, comparing it to the year we just had in 2023, and making some quite bold predictions at the end of the episode. So you definitely want to stick around till the end. If you're new to the show, my name is Tom Moffat, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host Brandon Love. The Invested Entrepreneur is the only podcast that is geared towards helping the Canadian entrepreneur achieving financial independence through business and investing. Now let's dive into the episode.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Invested Entrepreneur. Jay, Tom and I are going to do a 2023 recap and dive deep into the question of will mortgage rates go down in
0: 2024? Yeah, a lot of you are probably sitting there thinking like, oh, of course, they're going to go down in 2024. I mean... We all know that, but how much are they going to go down and when is it going to happen? These are all the questions we're going to be diving in on. And we're going to kind of give you our little mini take as to like what our rate predictions are going to be near the end of the episode. So you definitely want to stick around till the end because we're going to go out on a limb and we're probably going to be wrong six months from now. But it's fun to kind of play the rate prediction game. So that's what we're going to do here. And it's backed by all of the different data that we're seeing here on our end as well.
1: Yeah, I I love the prediction game because quite often it's so wrong, but it's just a testament that there's no crystal ball. Things pop up in the world, in the economy that no one can ever predict. So you make decisions based on the data you have, and you know that guides you. And sometimes it's wrong, sometimes it's right. But at the end of the day, if you're using good data 90% of the time, you're going to be pretty close. So Tom, why don't you kick us off? Give us a recap of where we've come from and where we're at today.
0: Yeah, so if we compare back to, let's call it COVID times, like 2020 to 2022, ultra low historical, low rates, and of course, everyone was loving it, you know, even just to qualify on a mortgage was much easier than it is today. And that's one of the biggest pain points we're seeing on our side as mortgage brokers is we see a really hard time for people to qualify on the mortgage that they need because of the stress test. So that's number one is qualifying. Number two is there's some pros in this too. Like the market itself, it's buyer's market, especially where we are. In Ontario, it's a buyer's market for sure. There's other cities and provinces that are more of a seller's market. But as of right now, like as a whole, it's mostly a buyer's market. So we are going to see a bit of a pivot to more of a balanced market in 2024 is what we're predicting. And that comes tied to those rate drops that we're going to see. And you know, our mortgage payments have gone up roughly 30% since COVID times. So that's quite a bit. And we see it coming like with the renewals coming up, which we'll talk about in a bit here. But before we go into like the nuances of rates and what we think is going to happen, why don't we define First of all, fixed versus variable, because it's really important for our listeners to understand that they're hinge on two different things. Like the variable, that hinges on the Bank of Canada. A lot of people think fixed rates are tied to the Bank of Canada as well. In some regard, it is, but it's not a direct correlation. So to give you an example, if the Bank of Canada comes out and they announce, hey, we're dropping rates by 0.25%, that doesn't mean that fixed rates are dropping by 0.25%. That's directly tied to the variable rate because it's hinged on the overnight lending rate, prime rate. So what is prime rate? Well, that's what's set by the Bank of Canada. And then the lenders, the banks, will give you either a discount or a surplus on the prime rate. 99% of the time it's going to be a discount on the prime rate. So if they're giving you a discount of 1% and the prime rate is 7%, well, then you're gonna have a 6% interest rate. So that's what that means and that's the variable side of things but brandon why don't you talk more about the fixed rate side of things and if you have anything that you want to add to the variable as well
1: yeah so fixed rate pricing is based off of the bond market so you can track this yourself from home by just tracking the bond market and seeing where things are going there so That dictates the prices, and then the lenders price off of that bond market, so they have a bit of a spread to cover their earnings and operation costs that way. And lately, we've seen the fixed prices coming down. So we've already seen 0.6 reductions, and almost every day now, we're getting an email saying, hey, rates are coming down from a lender, updated rate sheet here. So it is one of those scenarios where things are rapidly declining, and you can grab some very nicely priced fixed rates right now yeah like during the pandemic time they were pretty close like you would see like 1.5 percent on the variable side and a fix was closer to two percent right now you would pay a premium to take a variable but the lenders are not stupid they also feel like rate cuts are coming so they're pricing and try to capture as much fixed business as possible because that secures that book of business for them
0: yeah and they also love the penalties on the fixed rates too which is a whole other conversation but To sum that whole topic up is you can think of fixed rates as a bit more, I don't want to say volatile, but a bit more sporadic with the increases and decreases. And they kind of happen behind the scenes. Like the news, they don't cover the fixed rates because everyone just generalizes rates in Bank of Canada as like one thing. But it's kind of cool to see it on our end, how we've seen all these decreases in the past month or so, and nobody's talking about it. And the people that do know about it are the ones that are taking advantage of it because they're saving money they're qualifying more on a mortgage because they're being proactive with it or their mortgage professional is being proactive with it and presenting their opportunities with updated pre-approvals. So that really sums up fixed versus variable. So now let's dive into some recent news that we had happen not too long ago was the Fed announcement. So this is kind of like the Bank of Canada, but in the States. And essentially Jerome Powell, he came out and he mentioned, hey, you know what? Our rate increases are done. We're done increasing rates we are going to most likely cut rates three times next year. Like You don't hear that typically from the Fed or Bank of Canada saying something bold like that, but he went out and he said that, which caused the bond market to go crazy here in Canada, which then led to those fixed rates. So when I mentioned that they're not tied together, they are in some respects, but it's just it's really cool to see that. So with that being said, the Bank of Canada typically follows what the Fed does as well. So we can likely see the same thing happen on our side, So then the question becomes, how much are they going to cut each time they go to cut? So let's just use a hypothetical and say that they're going to cut three times. This is the Bank of Canada. So if you just use 0.25, usually when it comes to cutting rates or increasing, it's a minimum of 0.25%. So if we go with the bare minimum at 0.25%, that's 0.75%. That's going to be cut next year. That's just a general hypothesis there. And we're going to talk about our predictions later on. But that is really causing buyers to come back into the market on our side that we're seeing too, because people are predicting that rates are going to be dropping at some point next year. So that's what we're seeing. Brandon, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah. So on the Canadian side of the border, Tiff Macklem, that's the Canadian Jerome Powell, so his buddy to the north, he was a little bit more cautious on his outlook. Largely because he didn't want to have a bunch of people flood back into the real estate market, because real estate is a big driver of Canadian inflation, and then kind of screw up the progress they had made there. So he was a bit more lukewarm on his sentiments but you know, the writing's on the wall. They can't really goose it up too much higher without triggering a full-blown recession, and they're looking for that soft landing.
0: I think he learned his lesson the hard way when he mentioned that uh, rates were going to stay low until 2024. So I think you'll always see him tread lightly towards the future here. Yeah, he really bit himself in the ass with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another thing to consider is the Bank of Canada knows this too is that there's a lot of mortgages coming up for renewal in 2025 and 2026. I would even go out to say 2024, we're seeing a lot of them too, but mostly 2025 is where we're gonna see a lot of them. So in preparation for that, the Bank of Canada, the government, they don't want to see people default on their mortgage. They don't wanna see any repercussions because if you're looking at all these people that are coming up for renewal, the majority of them have locked into a mortgage back in 2020, 2021 which we had the historical low rates there. So they're gonna have a huge payment shock coming out to renewal in 2025 and six. And if we don't start lowering rates and we have the same rates that we have today, those people are gonna experience the shock and the government does not wanna see that. So that is a factor that they do have to consider and they know that. So that's why we're saying we are going to see cuts. It's just a matter of like when and by how much. To give you like just an example of that like for stats wise we have two point two to three point four million Canadians that have mortgages that are coming up for renewal, which represents about half of mortgage holders in Canada so that's a staggering number, so it's not peanuts like half of people that have mortgages in Canada are coming up for renewal in those two years yeah, and it's important to know
1: like these people got them at rock bottom prices like that part cannot be underscored anymore like That payment shock is going to be huge for them. And you touched on that. But for a lot of people, they're going to be looking to the government. They're going to be looking for answers here. It also coincides timing-wise with election campaigns and things of that nature. So there's going to be pressure across the board to get some of this stuff nipped in the bud.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about inflation because inflation has a huge factor as to when rates are going to start cutting because at the end of the day, the reason why we increase or decrease rates is mostly because of inflation. And we know the target inflation for the government is between two to 3%. And we're just outside of that with our last inflation reporting at 3.1%. So the fact that we're just outside of that, we have the lagging indicators, we're going to start cutting soon. With that being said, like in June of 2022, like our inflation was 8%. Today at 3.1%, that's a huge drop. And you're going to see it continue to drop unless they cut drastically and massively, which is why I don't think they're going to cut too soon and too suddenly. I think we're going to see that happen midway through next year. And they're going to do it gradually. That's my prediction. I think you have a slightly different one, Brandon. Yeah. But uh, inflation is a huge one. And that's why we're going to see those cuts happen.
1: Yeah. And an important thing to note is a big portion of this inflation is housing costs. So rent's a factor. yeah, And rent is impacted by stressed out landlords now who are charging more. Actual mortgage payments themselves really goose up the amount of that inflation. So that's two areas that they'll be looking at to bring things down. And if they can use rate cuts to get there, that's why I'm a bit more aggressive in my predictions. I think they will. They will use it. So why don't we get to those predictions? So just kind of setting the stage right now, the prime rate is 7.2%. Tom, give me your prediction.
0: So if I were the Bank of Canada, I would probably hold out until June. Let's back up. With the Bank of Canada announcing the rate announcements in general, there's eight of them through the whole year. So there's eight announcements. They can either increase, decrease, or hold out. So I think like the first two to three announcements, I think they're going to hold. And the reason why I think that is I think they're going to hold out until June to announce that first cut. And I think that first cut's going to be 0.25%. And the reason being is because I don't think they're going to want to announce it early on in the year to start triggering a hotter real estate market going into the spring market, which is typically a hotter market as it is. So I think they want to avoid that. So I think they're going to hold out until June, which is going to be a 0.25% decrease. I think we could both agree on that. They're not going to come out of the gate and do a massive 05 or 0.75% decrease because When it comes to decreasing, they're going to want to do it gradually versus drastically. So the first one, June 2022. And then I think we're going to see another one in July, another 0.25% decrease in July. And then from there, I think they're going to hold out until December and do another 0.25% decrease. Because again, summer is a bit of a slower market. So they're going to do June, July, and then hold out for the fall market. And then December, they're going to do one more. Because typically in December and winter months, it's going to be a bit quieter in the real estate market as well. Okay. Where are you putting fixed rates at that point? So at fixed rates, I think we're going to be high fours throughout the year because we're not too far off from it right now. Obviously depends on the type of mortgage you're getting, whether it's insured, insurable, or uninsured. But I think in general, we're going to be around those high fours at the lower end. So my take, I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive on it. I
1: think that the rate cuts are going to start April 10th and that there's going to be four over the year for a total of a full percent. I think that the fixed rates will be kind of mid to high fours. I think you're accurate there. We're in the fives right now, so I can see those coming down a bit further. But you know, there's a lot of things that can happen in the world. And it could be even more aggressive. Some people are calling for cuts up to one point five, and if that happens, the market's going to go bananas. I think.
0: Yeah, I know. It's hard because part of me thinks like we might see it a bit more drastically, like you mentioned, one to one, one and a half. But then, I don't think they will for the sake of the real estate market. Like again, we have the demand versus supply issue here still with the immigration numbers coming in. They know that real estate is still a high demand, especially here in Ontario. So, I think they're gonna really tread lightly with that. But hey, I could be wrong. And I think if any of us are right, I mean, we're not too far out, like too different with our predictions. I think if we see a 1.5 decrease, we'd both be like, wow, that's insane.
1: Yeah. We would be celebrating if we had that though. Yeah. For our industry. But yeah, for exactly. the rest of the market, maybe not.
0: Yeah. And if that happens, like I do and I don't want it to happen, I think it's great for both of our industries, for mortgage brokers and real estate agents you know, last year, 2023, for us, it was a great year. But as a whole, it wasn't like a lot of industry professionals were down roughly 50%, which isn't fun to see. Like we've had some friends and some colleagues leave the business and we don't want to see that anymore. And then to that point too, if it gets super hot back to like the COVID days, I don't want to see multiple offers, still seeing some here and there in some markets, but I don't want to see it as like a regular thing where we're seeing multiple offers. We're seeing the sale price go way over listing price. Like I don't want to see those again with no conditions, but if they do drastically drop rates, then I think we'll see a hint of that, if not similar to COVID.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a sweet spot right now where buyers had that luxury of putting an offer in, thinking about it for more than a couple hours and really dialing in on what they wanted, whether that would be a financing condition, inspection, negotiations on little things and like peak COVID market, none of that existed. It was like, okay, you're going in, Two hundred thousand over asking, praying into praises. If not, you're fucked. No financing condition. Yeah, it's kind of the wild west, which you know I don't really want to go back to that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and like it's such the opposite right now as a buyer's market. Like you have your conditions that you can put in there. You can take your time. Typically, you don't have to rush. You don't have to do like blind offers without seeing the property because there's a deadline to put in an offer because sellers are withholding offers. Like we're not seeing that right now, so buyers have the luxury. And if you're really looking at it timing wise, like I never tried to time the market because it's really about time in the market with real estate versus trying to time the market. But if I were to ever try to time the market, I would be in there right now scooping up properties. Because I think uh, we're at the bottom of prices right now. And I think it's a really cool opportunity for a lot of people that do want to get in the market, whether you're a first time home buyer or someone that wants to move up in the property ladder, or you want to invest in properties. I think right now is an awesome time. I say that lightly. I try not to be like the typical salesy person saying, hey, you got to buy now. I truly do believe that.
1: Yeah, and you're putting your money where your mouth is. Like you've just purchased a property recently. Yeah. So it's not like you're not buying in your own belief. I bought one last year.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So
1: 2023, the roller coaster still continued, but in 2024, we're looking at some more level ground with some decreases to come. We think this will have a positive impact on the real estate market as a whole. So really get yourself ready for it. If you want to dive in, get pre-approved, get all your finances in order and get ready in that respect. And yeah, let's look forward to what's to come.
0: See you guys on the next episode.